And that's something to shout about. <laughs> yeah, that's something to shout about there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see, and you have to be able to look people in the face when they want to take you back. Say, uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. Ain't going back there. Yeah. You see, you knew who I was, but you don't know who I am. No, no. Let's see. Get that guilt and that shame and that blame out your life. You've been redeemed. All righty, all righty. One of the things that we've been talking about is our new ministries in Christ Temple North. And the new ministries is that every individual in the sound of my voice knows that they are a minister. Uh, they are to minister. Minister to, means to help or to aid another. And each one of you in here, when you got saved, God called you to do something. And most people are unhappy because they're not doing anything. You know, if you want to make yourself feel good, do something for somebody else. That's right. And when you're doing something for somebody right. else, it'll make you feel better about yourself. That's right. You understand what I'm saying? So it is the duty of the church. Now, people think church is Sunday morning. That's not, no, 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 no. Church is people in the pews. And you, when you get born again and get saved and become born again, then God blesses you and opens doors for you to go through to help other people to go through the same doors he brought you through. See, people need to know that you've been redeemed. So if they know that you've been redeemed and you tell your story where you came from truthfully, then it gives your light shines and it brings them to Christ, right? That's right. People can't find Christ because they're in darkness. But when your light shines, it brings them to Christ. Because once they look at you, then you can tell them from whence you came. Is that right? right? And so sometimes what happens in the church is people get strong. They get stronger and then they get selfish. But the Bible says we that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not please ourselves. So when you grow and mature spiritually, it is your job as a Christian to help somebody else grow. Do you understand what I'm saying? And a lot of people don't know that song that Brother Isaac was singing about redeem part is sometimes your sin that God brought you out of, all right, is your strength. That's right. Because it enables you to talk to other people about from whence you came. Teach. Do you understand what I'm saying? And can people, can the weaker people can see you and you can say, I once walked the same road you walked. I once talked the same talk you talk, but look at me now. I, you know, see, sometimes, and this, this is where I'm going at, I wasn't a very good father, but you can say, but now that I've been redeemed, I am a great grandfather. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, you can, you, some of you have been divorced in here, amen? And you're looking to get married again, right? You can say, I, was, I didn't do it right, but now that I've been redeemed, I'm ready to do this thing right this time. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so this is what this whole thing's about. The thing's about where God brought you from. That is your pulpit. That is your strength. There's too many people sitting in pews. They're too shamed to tell people where they came from. Do you understand what I'm saying? Where God has brought you from. Where he's freed you from. The shackles that he broke that was imprisoning you. Do you understand what I'm saying? The, that yoke that you was carrying. Why are you carrying that yoke and you've been redeemed? You see, some people go pick it back up again. But you don't have to carry that anymore. And so the strong have to bear the infirmities the infirmities? Infirmities are physical or mental weakness, a failing or defect in a person's character. So we, we, you know, we have to understand and quit kicking people out. 
and pushing people around and look at those people. Some people have some, a mental weakness going on there. They have to have wise counsel. In these days, we call it psychology. But they have to have wise counsel, right? Whatever they need, whichever road God leads them to, and you're strong enough, we have to bear some things. We want to close the door on some people too soon. Now, some folks, you need to dust your feet and keep going. But some folks, there is a reason that we can, once you find out what, what happened to them and what they went through, then you get, uh, are able to understand why they're the way they are. Keep reading, please. Weak is mentally or intellectually deficient, lacking judgment or discernment, not able to function properly. And so there are some people that are weak. You know, they, they have that, the, a failing or a, a, a defect in their personal character. I'm going to finish that one. A defect in their personal character. Do you know why some people have a defect in their personal character? They never had a household they came out of that taught character. Come on, you see, I heard a, a lady preaching, and she was tearing it up. She was talking about, uh, she was dealing with the abortion thing, but she was talking about uh, why so many men, there was an African-American lady, why so many men have a defect in their character because they didn't have a father in their life, so it's acceptable for them uh, not to be responsible. Well, Which makes sense. That's right. Doesn't that make sense? And so if you don't have anybody to teach you and, 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 and to groom you and to mentor you, then how are you going to make it? Because you see, we see, come on, ladies, y'all ladies love me. And so sometimes it's very difficult for uh, if um, your son can't be a man unless he sees a man. And sometimes and there are some men that will help mentor your boys. And the Bible tells us to do that. We'll get that later. They will help mentor your boys that ain't after you. That's right. And then you need to be able to discern which one they are. Because, you know, that, that, that percentage that's after you to get to the boy, if you have the spirit of discerning, you'll know who to put in your life and who to put out your life. Amen to that? And so some, the, the only place, the, the thing of it is, is there's a lot of sins that we have, some of us have done because of defective character, because no one even taught us what character was. And so you have to be patient with me. There's a song they used to sing years ago, they haven't sung it, please be patient with me. God is not through with me yet. And so, you understand? And why God is, you know when God's working on the people? God ain't coming out of the sky to work on the people. Guess who's supposed to be working with those people? The strong. That's right. Isn't that right, brother? We're the ones that are supposed to be doing that. All right, please. Again, weak is mentally or intellectually deficient, lacking judgment or discernment. So if you haven't been taught wisdom and knowledge, and you haven't been prayed for wisdom and knowledge, you're going to make bad decisions. That's what weak is. All right, go ahead. And also not able to function properly. And some people can't function properly because they're weak in their spirit. They're weak. See, you can, be, you can be weak in your mind, weak in your spirit, weak in your heart. Yes, do you all know that? And so we're looking at them and pointing, no, don't point, send a strong woman, send a strong man. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying is? It, there's an old saying, it's an old African proverb says, it takes a village to raise a child. That's for real. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's right. That's what the church is supposed to be doing. Instead of putting people out to church, we're supposed to be bringing people into church. Were they sick? That's where they're supposed to be going. You were sick once, right? Did you ever understand that? If, if somebody's sitting next to you and they're hurting, you know there's a reason they're hurting. Isn't that right? And so what you're trying to do, what you're trying to do is figure out why that person is what? Hurting. Quit dealing with facts and start dealing with causes. That's right. Come on. I'm going to say it over here. 
Quit dealing with facts and start dealing with causes. Some people are hurt and weak because they've been broken down. Some of you all in here know you were broken as a child. And, and so nobody, if nobody comes to help you, you don't grow. You see, there's some people, grown people, acting like they they 15. Guess what? Everything happened to them at 15, and they stopped growing there because people, no one went in to help them and to strengthen them. Are you with me? All right? In the Amplified Version of Romans 15 and 1, it says, Now we who are strong in our convictions and faith ought to patiently put up with the weaknesses of those who are not strong and not just please ourselves. We don't try to please ourselves. Well, you need to do such and such. You ought to be like your brother. This is the way I want you to be. I was raised. No, 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 no. The Bible tells us what our convictions and our faith you see, you all know you got some convictions in here, right? That's right. Listen, we all got some convictions in here, right? That's right. Well, our convictions and our faith are to have us to be patient. See, sometimes I need to look at myself and I look in the mirror and I see from whence I've came and how patient God was with me. Then it's my duty to honor him by being patient with his other sin. That's right. Do you know the Bible talks about be careful how you treat another man's servant? That's right. And you know who you're talking about. He was telling us to be careful because you all are his servants. And, 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 and you, if you're his servant, I've got to be careful how I deal with God's servant. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's, 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 we live in a time now where people are not taught respect and honor and integrity. And so we got young girls now, that's, and this Me Too group is just now coming out, and all of those people that's been suffering all of those years because nobody listened. And a strong person, I can't think of the little gymnast that said that if just one parent would have listened, and she had parents. If one parent, one strong parent would have listened, all those other ladies, young girls wouldn't have went through that. You see, we the strong. We're going to stand up for those that have been abused and misused, sexually abused. No, we don't put them out. We don't make fun of them. We don't blame them. We don't shame them. We're what? Our strength, because some of you all been through that. We're strong enough to say, come here. That's right. Stand by me. That's right. You see, come over here and stand by me. You understand what I'm talking about? Years ago, it's been about years ago, one of my classmates, we were having a, I forgot, we might have 10th or 15 uh, alumni, and she wasn't going to go because she lost a, she gained a lot of weight. And, and she said she gained a lot of weight, and she didn't want to, uh, people to make fun of her and embarrass her. And I said, well, come with me, and they can look at us both together. And her, she went with me and Sister Gwen. And, and, and nobody said a word, because I had my pistol cocked. <laughs> I'm not ready to go. You know, it ain't hard for me to run off of the mouth. No, it is. You said, no, it's ready to go. Somebody say something. Yeah, somebody say something. We, no, 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 we don't do it, because you stand by me, and that's where it needs to be. Well, they're going to make fun of me. Just like that bullying and stuff that goes on. You know what I've always said? The, 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 and I always talk about the football players as my favorite sport. All a bunch of the linemen need to get together and go get the, the weaker and say, yeah, tell them to come mess with you now. Because a strong are going to take you. You want to fight somebody? Fight me. That's right. That's right. You understand what I'm saying? You want to make fun of somebody? Make fun of me. And I tell you, I'm, and I really mean this. Just came out to talk to you because you'll understand me. If anybody wants to call anybody ugly and, and don't say they don't dress right and that don't look good on them, say that about me. See, because I, see, I can handle it. That's right. Right. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talked about that's right. You can say folks say something like that to me. I can handle it. 
pick on the people who can handle it. That's right. And that's strong. We'll take care of that. That's what the church is supposed to be for. That's church is supposed to be for the woman that's had an abortion, for the woman that was lost, the man that ran away from his children, all these things, because he's trying to mend us. He's trying to get us back. Once you get redeemed, then you're worthy of the promises of God, no matter where you come from. That's right. Amen to that. Amen. All right. All right. The Bible tells us in James chapter 1, verse 27, the NIV says that religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this. All right. Here's, here's, here's you want some religion? We got all these doctrines and church doctrines and everybody. You know, there's over 400 denominations, excuse me, over 200 denominations in the United States. And some people have to defend their denomination. That's just something a bunch of folk put together. All right. But you don't never hear anybody arguing about this or talking about this. This is going to be our doctrine. Now, I'm going to tell you what our doctrine is. Question going to read, please. We're told to look after orphans and widows. That means we're going to be fathers to the fatherless, mothers to the motherless. Look after the, whistle, the whistle, widower, excuse me. In their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. And, and, and their distress. We're going to go over there and help them with their distress. And we're going to keep ourselves being polluted by the world. Because if you're not careful, instead of helping them, you'll use them and abuse them. Well. But we're not going to be polluted for the world. Now, I talked about culture last week. We don't go into the culture. We're not a culture thing. You, you understand? People tell you all the time, that ain't in style. What's that mean? You keep, a, you know, they got these skinny jeans now, right? And people think that's new. The Temptations people, James Brown, come on. That thing was, that thing was way done way back in the day. You, you understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, if you watch, if you look at them, they, they got that thing. So somebody came up with an idea, oh, that's our culture. No, uh, Solomon tells, ain't nothing that's been done, being done, ain't already been done. Right. You, you right. see what I'm saying? You see more people wear bow ties. I remember when the Mars first started wearing bow ties way back then. That's where I started picking it up myself. And that was in the early 60s. Anybody understand what I'm talking about? And we're not polluting our minds. Now, I want to talk to you all. You see, some of us got our minds polluted at a very young age. Well. Because, and a lot of us got that our minds polluted from a very young age because of the families we came out of and the environment that we came out of. The Bible is telling us not to be polluted by the world. So what is pollution? Pollution is introduction of contaminants. So there are things that, that were said to some of us that we experienced that polluted our mind and it contaminated us. Okay. Into the natural environment that causes adverse changes. And it causes us to do some adverse change. Some of us in here would say amen to this. We hated, we had sex the wrong time and drank the wrong time, smoked the wrong time, and ate the wrong time in our life, and that contaminated us and polluted us, and it was a war getting out of that thing. That's right. All right. Pollution is also polluting by man-made waste. So man-made waste. Now, the man-made waste don't have to be stuff. It can be words. People can make up words and things to say to you, and if you're not careful, it'll pollute your mind to the point that you'll start reacting and acting on what somebody else says instead of what God says. That's right. Do you all understand what I'm saying? You see, my thing is, you know, I've always been a person that always believed this. If you, after I got to the point, if you know who you are in Christ, don't let nobody pollute your mind, say anything, don't live anything, don't respond to anything less than that. Do you understand what I was saying? Are y'all with me this morning? Because, see, I'm sick of watching, listening to Christian people going to church talking about they had a good time. 
No, we don't want to know a good time is when I'm helping somebody else outside the church and they smile and that makes me feel good about myself. That's right. That's a good time. You see? Yeah, anybody having a good time? It's time to go to work. Do you understand what? And one person can make a difference. Ask me how I know. <laughs> Who, who's going to the playoffs Saturday playing? Well, come on. Because of who? One person came in. Come on here. That's right. One kid came in, and not okay how far they go, has taken them further than they've been 20 some more years. years. That's right. So quit saying, I ain't enough. Because where he came from, nobody knew. Right. right? And he's in there, 23-year-old, as a kid. Here's this kid leading grown men, leading grown men, respected by grown men, honored by grown men, and, 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 is, and is doing incredible things. It's the same way in your life. You can be a superstar for Christ. But you can be a superstar. Yes, you can. You can be a superstar for Christ. But you can't be a superstar for Christ just sitting in church on Sunday. You're a superstar for Christ when you use your gifts, your talents, and your abilities that God has given you, right, to help others. He didn't give you nothing to keep for yourself. He gave you these gifts and stuff to help other people. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I'm in, excited. I was there, you know, watching this kid, and I'm like, I thought Aaron Rodgers was the greatest thing that ever walked on water. But Aaron Rodgers came, and he's awesome. He can't make the throws. His kid's making. I'm like, where did this come from? It didn't just come from any place. How in the world did this kid get drafted as 10th round, excuse me, number 10? He should have been number one. But, huh? but somebody, listen to what I'm getting ready to say here, because I'm football today, all right? Somebody said, <laughs> Who saw that in him? Come on. Somebody saw that in him. The same way I saw in that little girl when I told her father that, hey, this girl's going to be an evangelist. This girl's going to be something. You, the parent may not have seen it. His daddy was a baseball player. But somebody said, no, 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 no. You're a football player. You're a quarterback, and you're probably going to Hall of Fame and all this stuff. Sometimes it takes somebody else to see what you can't see. That's right. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? But it's there. It was, it, it's there. And some of you sitting in here, there's more to you. There is more to you than what people see. Ask, look, through your, look at yourself through the eyes of God. Hmm. Look at yourself through the eyes of God. Quit letting the, come on, lady. I'm going to talk to the ladies. Quit letting commercials and other people be your mirror. Come on, challenge Let God be your mirror. Come on, men. Let God, man, quit looking at other people and reading the paper telling us that we can't be good husbands, we can't be good fathers. That's a lie. We God, men, we can be excellent fathers, excellent husbands. Come on. Can't we? Come on, In Christ. So get out of that mirror. Quit reading, the, reading what everybody writes about who you're supposed to be and who you ain't. Do you understand who I am? You belong to Christ Temple North. You're a Christ Temple North man, walk like it. That's right. You're a Christ Temple North woman, walk like it. Right. Because I will never accept anything less than perfection. Period. Some will get to excellence. But we ain't here just to be sitting in here. Come on. What are we doing? We ain't here just to be sitting in here and have Come a good time. We ain't here strengthening our spirit and our mind with the knowledge of the gospel and what the Holy Spirit is saying through the pastor. And strengthen our spirit through the Holy Spirit so we can do the work we called to do. That's right. Isn't that right? And you don't need a title to do it. That's right. I don't think he was called Reverend, Jesus, uh, Reverend Paul. He wasn't called Bishop Paul. Jesus wasn't called Reverend Jesus. Huh? No, he wasn't called Bishop Jesus, huh? He was a man walking under the influence of the Holy Ghost and the obedience of his Heavenly Father. That's right. I'm a man walking 
under the obedience of my Father through the power and the blood of Jesus Christ who redeemed me and sent the Holy Spirit to empower me to do the stuff that he wants us to do. And if he'll do it for me, he'll do it for you. That's right. All right? You see, a pulpit. You don't need a big pulpit. A lot of people. People talk about how many people's in your church. There's so many people in my church, I can't, I can't count them. That's right. I'm in the body of Christ. There's billions. That's the church I'm in. I'm a member of a church where there's billions, all right? Come on. I said today, somebody said, well, y'all going to have church today? I said, yeah, if they can get 70,000 people to go out there Saturday, we can get 70. I usually don't count, but we over 70. So I was right about it, right? <laughs> you see? Because some of us, some of us are committed, committed to Christ. As great as Mahone is, when you get sick, ask him to come pray for you. Well. Ask him to hear you. Come on. All right. There's a lot of good things that's happened. If you stay right, God will bless you. I'm trying to tell y'all how to be blessed. If you stay the course, he'll bless you. You can, y'all, y'all chief fans in here, if you stay the course, you can be the third running back. Nobody even know who you are. Before the season's over, you got eight million dollars. And everybody knows who you are. Come on. Huh? That's right. Yeah, if you stay your course. You, you stay your course. Other people may not know who you are, but it's God's going to open a door that man can't close. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, can I say it? Say yes, Pastor. If you don't know him, you can be setting the number one guy, setting someplace, watching the number three guy take your gig. That's right. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah, you can. You sick at your stomach. You see what I'm saying? But what God has a plan for you, nobody, let me say it this way, not no demon in hell can stop you from if you stay with the plan God has given you. That's God's promise. That ain't me talking. That's his promise. All right? The voice says, real true religion from God the Father's perspective is about caring for the orphans and widows who suffer needlessly and resisting the evil influence They suffer of the what? World. Do you all know that no one in this country, no, in this country ought to suffer needlessly? That's right. You know why some people suffer needlessly? Because we ain't helping them. Do you understand what I'm saying? She shouldn't suffer, the widow shouldn't suffer needlessly because she's got a father for her kids because the Christian man is supposed to be fathers to the fatherless. That bothers me when I see a single person and they say, well, I ain't got no kids yet. And you're a Christian, you got kids. If you're a Christian, you got kids. That's right. You see, sometimes it bothers me when people can't have kids and they go on and no, adopt one. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? You was a, you a Christian? You were adopted. That's right. You ain't a Jew. That's right. You see what I'm saying? All right. Come on. I'm feeling good about this. We're doing three of these because Christ Temple North is not going to be a lazy church. We're not going to be a lazy church. We people who work outside the church. Nobody has to know what we do, but we do it. All right? We don't do things for man to give us a reward. We do things to get our reward from on high. All right? And pastor, if we're following God's plan, we're that strong influence. That means that we are to alter or affect character development or behavior of someone. Of the world. We can help change somebody's life. That's right. By giving them some knowledge, some wisdom, and some direction. Come on. Quit blaming them. Teach Be them. a traffic cop. 
Go this way. Come on. Teach them. Go this way. You see, we're blaming people and they lost. You know what we're doing? God is sending us to us because they lost and we blaming and pointing our finger at it. And God is saying, no, no, no. You need to work with these people and help change these people through the power of the Holy Spirit with, by ministering to these people. That's what we're here to do. The church has lost its way because we're trying to please each other and men and women and documents and get out there like Christ got out there. Because you know where he found you. You see, I know where he found me. I was smoking a joint with purple paper. Listening to Coltrane. Love Supreme. Yeah. Yeah. And something came over me. You see? And, and then I went downstairs. This is a true story. And rolled up another joint and put it on a dress and said, I'll never do this again as long as I live. And never did. You see? That's right. You see, I thought I was take, getting high, and he said, no, I'm going to take you higher. That's right. He said, I'm going to right. show you what real high is. I'm going to take you higher, and you ain't got to roll, get no papers to roll that up. That's right. Huh? All right, all right. Yeah, I ain't ashamed of where I came from. You see? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. That's why I know about being redeemed, Brother Isaac. That's right. That's yeah, right. People wonder, why are you up here? Because I've been redeemed. That's right. <laughs> I've been redeemed. What that means, ain't no little eyes, big use, no big use, little eyes. We all the same in here. That's We've right. been redeemed from something. That's right. And some of us, DJ, from some things. Amen. But we, 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 we all right now. All right. We all right now, huh? That's right. Because he said so. You see, you, some of y'all need to quit listening to that voice behind you. The Bible says he who lifts, puts his hand to the plow and looks back is not worthy of the kingdom of God. You see, I think Lot's wife what done what? Somebody hollered, she looked back, turned to himself. You can holler at me all you want. Hey, Johnny, I'm good, right? I don't kick it. Yeah, because I, I don't get you. My, my daughter's name is Marco Lynette, okay? And, and her school name was Lynette. I call that her thug name. It was Lynette, right? And she said she was on the plaza because she's married, got kids. She was on the plaza, and somebody said, hey, Lynette. She just, she just got to walk it off at <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right, right. So... Been redeemed from that. Do you understand what I'm Amen. saying? Quit listening. Some of y'all are listening to a voice from the past. Quit listening to that voice from the past. Let me get over here. Quit listening to that voice from the past and listen to that voice of the future. Come on. That voice of the future has got a future for you. And he wants to take you higher. That's right. All right? The Amplified Version says, Pure and unblemished religion in the sight of our God and Father is this. To visit and look after the fatherless. Look after who? The fatherless. And some of men here. All right. And the widows in their distress. Uh -huh. And to keep oneself uncontaminated by the world. So we, we try to keep ourselves by help and help others to keep what? Uncontaminated. See, some of you all may be too afraid to tell your children what they can watch and what they can't watch. You know that the first, some of the things you saw drug you into that atmosphere. And once you get contaminated with that, then it's a long journey. It's a hard road to get up out of there. Contaminated? Contamination is making something impure or unsuitable. And, 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 and this is why I love my recovery people. They understand that. You see, they know they came here cured, but they got, uh, excuse me, pure, but they know that something happened to them that contaminated them. Nobody just gets up one day and says, I'm going to start drinking and run my life. Right. <laughs> Nobody right. just starts smoke, smoking. I'm going to wake up, okay, I'm going to get on crack and be a crack addict. Yeah, and lose my teeth and all that kind of stuff. 
I'm not going to wake up and just go to prison one day. Nobody does that. Something happens that contaminates their thought pattern. And that's contaminating their thought pattern. They do a thoughtless thing. But God can redeem you from that thoughtless thing. Yeah, he can. Yeah, he can. He can redeem you from that. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not contaminated anymore. You see, I'm made pure by the Holy Ghost. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right. Again, contamination is making something impure or unsuitable. We, we know that we, were, we didn't come here, the things we done, we were pure at one time, right? Now, don't let me say it, I said. If, if you fornicated, that means you had sex before you got married, That's right. then that meant that you were pure and you had sex and it contaminated you. That's right. Right? You got drunk and it contaminated you. You drank or smoked and it contaminated you. These are the things that happen. Don't be afraid to set up an insane man. Some of you got children and grandchildren. You don't want them to go the same way you're going. Some of you ought to be lights to, for somebody else. Don't do it. You don't know what you're doing. Don't do it. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right? We were made impure by contact with something unclean, bad, corrupt, etc. We didn't come here that way. Something made us unpure. Something made us corrupt. Something made us bad. We, didn't, we weren't born that way, but something done that. And some of us who admit it, we're very powerful in our lives. Ask me why. Because we can use it as a pulpit now that we've been redeemed to help somebody else not to walk that same road. Let me tell you how important you are. See how important I am, Pastor. If you saved and God has redeemed you, there's going to be somebody at a crossroad that needs to be there, that you need to be there to meet him at that crossroad so that they don't take the road that takes them down, down, down. There's two men at the crossroad and he didn't know which way to go. And, and, and there was all this way to go and he was searching for his manly, his manly crown. And there was nobody there to teach him which road to go to. He took the wrong crossroad and he went down, down, down. The same day another man came, the young boy came to the crossroad and he didn't know which way to go because he was looking for his manly hood at this crossroad. But there was one there that knew the roads well, that showed him which direction to go. And he got his manly crown and he became a good husband, a good father, a good Come God on. man. Because somebody was at the crossroad for him. Do you understand what I'm talking about? That's y'all's job. That's right. All right. And what he's saying is what Isaiah said in chapter 1, verse 17, where he said, learn to do good. Commit yourselves to seeking justice. Learn to do good. Commit yourself to seeking what? Justice. All right. Make right for the world's most vulnerable. We're the make right for the world's most vulnerable. The oppressed, the orphaned, the widow. That's what we're supposed to be doing, not kicking them out of the church. Bring them into church. Putting a sign out there, the oppressed. Yes, we want a sign out there. All ye that labor, come on in here, and we'll show you a man that'll give you rest. That's right, that's right. Right? Because I once was there. Now I'm ready to show them which direction it takes so they don't have to experience that. I told a couple of young men this morning, I said, come in here. I said, you guys, I want you to know your value in this church. I said, your value in this church is to grow spiritually, get committed, become good God men, and become role models for the other young men. That's right. I told these two young men that standing there. That's right. Yeah. No young man's going to look at me, but he'll look at them. You see, and they can tell him, hey, we got out of that culture thing. Yeah, 
we stand as security of the church. We usher in the church. We open doors for people, members at the church. You see? And there's room for you, they can tell. That's right. All right, because I want to make sure I finish this. Paul tells us in Philippians chapter 2, beginning with verse 12, he says it's, What I'm getting at, friends, is that you should simply keep on doing what you've done from the beginning. Some of us know when we got saved, keep doing what you've done when you got saved. You know, you can get saved and people start out, Brother Gerald, and then they get lazy. Keep working. Keep that fire. All right? When I was living among you, you lived in responsive obedience. That's Paul talking to a church. Now that I'm separated from you, keep it up. Better yet, redouble your efforts. Said, get, let's do double work. We want to work double up in here. Whatever we've been doing, we want to double it. All right, can we do that? All right. He says, be energetic in your life of salvation, reverent and sensitive before God. Be what? Energetic. Energetic. I'm proud to be a man of God. Amen. I love it when he calls me to do things and to minister. All right? He says, that energy is God's energy. That energy is whose energy? God's energy. Whose energy? God's energy. Whose energy? God's energy. All right, guess what it'll do? And energy deep within you. It's deep within who? Me. Me. All right. God himself willing and working at what will give him the most pleasure. What? I want God to get pleasure. Do you know when God gets pleasure, people? When you're working. That's right. When That's you're right. working it. Work that voice, praise team. Work it. You see, he gets pleasure. I'm using the praise team because that's what they do. That's a gift from God. Yeah. Me speaking is not a gift from God. Me speaking is a gift to you. All right? When you praise and worship, it's a gift to God, that's right? right? That's right. You got to work it. Work them instruments. Work it! You know, sometimes I'm standing out here and they do that one thing. J.K. gets going crazy. And you'll see me go around over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's working them drums. That's right. Work them! We're here to work. That's what we're supposed to be doing, all right? In verse 14, it says, Do everything readily and cheerfully. No bickering, no second-guessing allowed. Nothing. We're going to do it what? Cheerfully. Whatever we have to do at the church, we're going to do it cheerfully. When it's a snow day like this, I'm not fussing at you all. Uh, the, the men ought to get here early. Pastors, anything we can do. That's right. That's right. Don't let me say it. They're going to make me say it, Adam. It's amazing how the single women can get to church no matter what the weather is. Single men can't. Well, Some women are married can't because they got a lazy husband. But go ahead, get me out of this. Verse but 15, they, it says, go out into the world uncorrupted. We got to go out into the world what? Uncorrupted. Because they looking. All right. A breath of fresh air in this squalid and polluted When you walk society. in your place to work, you ought to be a breath of fresh air. When they see people ought to say, you know, she is just always upbeat. Man, he's always upbeat. I love it when they come in my presence because they're a breath of fresh air. That's right. That's right. That's what we're supposed to be. All right. Provide people with a glimpse of good living and of the living God. That's right. Now I'm ready to end it now. In Matthew 5 and 16, it says, in the same way, let your light shine before others. Quit talking. Quit talking. Let your light shine before others. Quit talking. Let them see who you are. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? All right? That they may see your good deeds. That they may see you what? Your good deeds. And glorify your Father in heaven. And you glorify your Father in heaven when other people see your great deeds. How's your light doing? Who's following you? Who's asking you for direction? Oh, you understand what I'm saying? You see, you, you love me this morning? Well, then be committed and be responsible for what the gospel says. Quit, people, look at me. Quit thinking you ain't nobody. You are somebody in Christ. Quit listening to that. Amen to that. Amen. Give God a hand clap. All right, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. 